legends once told of a podcast lost now in the sea of time. These ancient recordings spoke of games and the arcane art of HTML5. Today, Jeff Blair and Matt Hackett bring these words back to life. It is lost cast, and may your ears receive it. Welcome to Lost Cast, episode 65. I'm Matt Hackett. And I'm Jeff Blair. So, Jeff, just recently, you were taking our game engine that we talk about sometimes, called Gin, like the genie. You were taking that, and you were ripping out our rendering layer, uh, so it doesn't doesn't draw anything anymore. That's right. Now just a console game engine. And then you uh, you plugged in pixie.js, which if you listen to the podcast, you probably heard us talk about it before. It is a HTML5 um, rendering engine. It's really all it does. And it, uh, it renders to Canvas and it renders to WebGL, depending on what's best in that environment. So uh, we had done that. Uh, it was all you, really. You, you had done that. You kind of gutted our game engine and you stuck pixie into it. And that was all working and great. Um, and then we kind of, uh, looked back at that decision and questioned it like we like to do. Yes. Well, it's always good to kind of audit all the decision, you know, that you make over the course of developing anything. Yeah. We like to audit everything because most of our, most of our decisions later on were like, that was, that was dumb. And we like to, you know, be introspective and, you know, waste time. (laughs) (laughs) We love wasting time. Pouring over inane details. That's right. But, uh. It's interesting, actually. I mean, I really like Pixie. Um, it's it's a really nice uh, rendering engine, and it's really fast. And the fact that it does WebGL and Canvas as a fallback is pretty cool. Um, and it has things. some really great features, like the masking is really cool. Um, things like Wh- that. What is the masking? Uh, the masking is basically you can take any arbitrary geometric shape, and you can apply it as a mask to a sprite. And, and then that sprite will only draw within the regions of the mask. So picture you've got like a full screen PNG file you're rendering. With a mask, you could say like, I want to take a star shape and I want to either have that image draw as if it was a star or I want to poke a star shaped hole in that image. So that's what right, a mask yeah. does. Yeah. Pretty slick. Pretty slick. And so you can animate the mask and do all kinds of cool stuff and you can take the same mask and you can apply it to different sprites and it's pretty powerful. It's actually, you know, as far as rendering goes, it's a lot more, I guess, full-featured than Jin. Jin's rendering pipeline would be. Oh, I would hope so, yeah. Yeah, I would hope so, too. <laughs> but, well, uh, it, it does the bare minimum, you know? It doesn't yeah, really do too much Yeah, and thing I like about it, though, is that it's just kind of like this hyper-focused library, right, where it's, right. you know, I render sprites to the screen, and, like, there's no tweening built in, and there's no scene management and all the other stuff you might expect from a game engine right um and so we've been working on this contract game recently and um because it's a mobile focused game um originally i had this idea that you know we would just use pixie because um one we've been kind of wanting to like revamp Jin's rendering engine anyway and choosing pixie made a lot of sense because you know it's fast and it's supported and you know it, it relieves a little bit of the burden from us um in terms of creating rendering yep uh code and a lot of stuff um so there's a lot of advantages to it but the interesting thing about that decision though is that you know as we got later on into the project you know we kind of hit this wall so to speak 
I wouldn't call it a wall. I'd call it a hill, actually. <laughs> uh, this hill where um, we needed to start adding a lot of UI to the game. Uh, and that's kind of one place where the decision fell down because, you know, obviously uh, Pixie is a, a lower level, I guess as low level as you can get when you're talking about an abstracted library on top of JavaScript. But, um, you know, it's kind of a lower level functionality library where it just renders things to the screen. Yep. Uh, so it doesn't, it has text, right? But I mean, that's about the extent of its user interface capabilities out of the box. And so <clears throat> when it came time to do some user interface elements, you know, we were having a really hard time because we just had to recreate a lot of the stuff that we had had in Jin uh, from scratch. And that was, that was kind of a pain in the butt. Yeah, there's like buttons and carousels and uh, like menus and icons and j there's just a lot of that kind of infrastructure in Gin that's r ready to go and very familiar to us. So we can move really fast when we're building on it. Sliders, progress bars. I mean, oh yeah, we've yeah, been building Gin for a long time, and so we have a lot of kind of helpers. Good stuff in it. Yeah, a lot of good stuff. And so, anyways. Um, you and I kind of had like a powwow about it and we were talking about, you know, kind of the course of the project and, and how things were going. And we both kind of felt that we were like slogging through a mud pit because, oh, yeah. uh, you know, we were used to having all these niceties. And, you know, part of it is just that we know Jin inside and out. Because we wrote and, it. <laughs> yes. And we wrote it for ourselves. We know and, it very uh, well. It reads our mind. That's right. That's all good game engines should like, do. I wonder how this API sh works. Oh, hey, just how I would have written it. That's great. <laughs> right. This makes so much sense to me. Uh, anyways, it's interesting looking back on the decision to use Pixie. I mean, I don't have anything against Pixie, but I definitely think that for this project, it was the wrong decision because um, it's really not enabled us to move as quickly as we could have if we'd been using Jin. And so... What I did is I took a day and I kind of backported the rendering engine uh, or the rendering code for this specific game back to Jin, which really only took about half a day's worth of work. Um, that wasn't uh, bad at all, I, I think, in the grand scheme of things, because like I actually made a carousel with this weird, you know, hybrid version of Jin, and that took me a half a day at least, whereas like that kind that same kind of a code on top of our real like our normal game engine. Right. That would take me like an hour or probably right. less. Yeah. I mean, again, it's nothing to do with Pixie itself. I mean, it's not no. a shortcoming of Pixie. It's just the fact that like on one hand, we have this engine that does all this stuff for us and allows us to move really quickly. And on the other hand, we have this, you know, framework that doesn't. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's just kind of the nature of the beast. And I think that, you know, part of the problem with that process was is that, that you and I are always trying to, like, push the company forward when we do contracts. I think we've probably talked about that before, but we're always kind of looking at ways to, like, take something that we don't really want to be doing and turn it into something that's beneficial for the company over the long term. Yeah. Uh, because a lot of com uh, these contract things are, like, you know, you pay us several thousand dollars and we'll do this work for you and then we're done, right? And it's that doesn't create a lot of lasting value for us. I mean, the relationship, I guess, is a lasting value, but in terms of, you know, leveraging the time we spend creating code, 
uh, it often doesn't have a lot of learn- long-term value for us. Yeah, like the upfront money um, is, is really what it comes down to for us because we'll have like, okay, we've got a three-month runway right now, which means like by June of this year, we're going to get evicted. So like we need cash, right? And like we don't, we haven't had enough time to work on a wizard's lizard to make it like as good as the games it needs to be to start to pull in some real money, you know? So we, we take a contract and it's like, it's probably about the equivalent of, of what you'd make uh, as a salaried web developer. But when you factor in that like, they're usually very small amounts of time. It'll be like three months or something, right? Yeah. And so it's like, okay, you're going to get paid a three-month salary for a web developer, but that's not including any benefits, and it's not factoring in at all the fact that, one, we always take longer than we think we're going to. So right. we always blow <laughs> past the, the deadline because we suck. And then, two, <laughs> um, the the client always wants a lot of back and forth. Like, they, they want... They're just they're just needy. Like I mean, understandably so. A lot of times, like they've they've got real skin in the game. Like they're they paid the cash, you know. Like they they have their rights and stuff. But uh, it almost always does end up like going way farther than expected because of like oh they've they've got requests that they didn't mention up front, or they've got legitimate bugs to bring up, or like it's not working on some crazy device, you know. Like oh Android, you know, the one that came out in Australia only or something. <laughs> We're like how do <laughs> how do we get that to test on stuff like that. Yeah, it always takes so, much longer. So it ends up being like a really bad salary for a web developer, and so it doesn't like the, the whole point is for us to do this contract game, and that'll extend our our runway. Like hopefully, hopefully after this, we'll have a six month runway we can work on our game. But right. the margins are so low that it's really like it pays for the time you're working on it, and maybe a little more if you're if you're good. Yeah, it's really <laughs> it's hard to like get ahead that way, you know. Yeah, it is, and it, it's something that I think we've talked about on previous casts, but we're really trying to get to a position where we can just iterate on our first party offerings, you know, like a wizard's lizard games that we're self publishing and that we're, you know, putting a lot of our blood, sweat and tears into and trying to make a living distributing. That's really where every indie wants to be. I think there's probably very few indies who are like, man, I want to, I want to make so many contract games. I want Uh, people to tell me exactly what to work on. I mean, they exist, I'm sure. Yeah, I, I think that if you're talking about the Flash industry, there's a lot more. And not really contract necessarily, but there kind of exists this middle ground between contract and like self-publishing first-party indie titles, right? Where it's yeah. like uh, you have people that, you know, oh, I make games for Armor Games. Or at least that this is how it used to be before, you know, Flash this was, was not the flavor of the month. But, right. you know, you'd have people that are like, you know, I don't sell my games to consumers directly. I make games and they're... they're my games and I create the content and they're my creative output and stuff, but I license yeah. them to all these different portals. Um, and that's kind of like a middle ground in between uh, taking just straight up contracts and, and doing everything yourself. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that that's really for us either. I mean, really we want to be solidly in the we're distributing games to consumers directly, you know, directly being steam or humble or whatever. Right. But yeah. Uh, we're not making games for portals, essentially. Yeah, I mean, the 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 gaming ecosystem is massive, and there's lots and lots of different gray areas. You know, like, I'm a person who tends to think in black and whites, because that's just how my stupid brain works. But uh, there's lots of space in there for you to, like, have a mix and match, like, however you want to do your indie thing, you know? And, like, Nicholas comes to mind. They're, they're the company who, like, it seems like their entire business model is they take hit indie games, and then they make like beefed up versions of them for consoles and stuff they did right. the uh i think they bought the rights to cave story 
and then they've been like basically just uh developing on the ip you know like they made cave story plus is that what that was for 3ds it's mm-hmm. like the same game but it's a 3d version of it right now they're working on um uh revamped binding of isaac rebirth i think it's called for vita or something like that's their yep. whole model and like i could see being really excited about that you know like it doesn't have to always be original it doesn't have to be yours but like i feel like you need to have i don't know there needs to be some passion to it or else it's like if there's no love why wouldn't you go just make more money at a maybe maybe more stable job at like a triple a studio or something you know like yeah, the totally. indie spirit seems to come from a place of i have my own ideas and i think they have value and i'm willing to you know invest my own time and money into into proving that that seems to be the default. Like, I want to be indie, and that's what I want to do. And that just right. happens to be the case for us, too. It's like, it's basically like, we're really opinionated. We don't take direction probably very well. And uh, <laughs> no. we have lots and lots <laughs> of games that we need to make. Need to. Need. It's a fundamental human need that's right. to make games. Um, but yeah, anyway, so back on track to my story about <laughs> that, was tangent, that. That was tangent <laughs> one. That's number one, right? Should make a uh, running count. <laughs> but uh, so, anyways, you know, I think that it was a mistake um, to try and tackle like, hey, let's revamp Gin with the pixie rendering under the hood um, while we're developing this contract game. You know, and on the surface, that seems like, hey, that's a really smart idea because you know you're pushing your engine forward and you're getting some value out of it and you're learning a new API and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And that's all semi true, but. You know, when you look at the con, the downside, which we didn't look at in enough detail, <laughs> you know, it's like, well, you know, you're developing against an API that you don't know. You don't have the benefit of all of the niceties that you've built up in your engine over the past, you know, X amount of time. Yeah. Um, what and, are, and what the, are the... Oh, go ahead. Was, and I spent a lot of time, like, just, you know, figuring out the Pixie API in various... Yeah in various manners yeah i had the pixie docs tab open for like several weeks and i was just kind of digging around in there and i mean it's not that bad i usually found the answer i was looking for pretty fast but it really did it it felt like i was trying to run with like a lead vest on you know because like in gin i'm just typing i'm I'm not like there's very little uh actual (laughs) like cognitive interaction i'm just like like i don't have to take the time to think how do i change the color of this text how do i make it scale up and down i'm just it just comes out, you know. I, I know it by heart at this point. Yeah. And the Pixie, Pixie docs are, are great. I mean, they're they're, yeah, they're really full good. featured, and it's got all the methods and everything. And like, it's really easy to figure it out, you know, when you have a an issue. But the fact that it takes any time at all is a higher cost than not. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, so, anyways, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say, you know, we kind of came to this place of like deciding that that decision was probably not the best decision, you know, like coupling those two projects together was a bad idea. And it's one of those things where you look back at yourself and you're like, how did you think that was a good idea in the first place? Yeah. It's like, how did you convince yourself that taking on all this extra work was going to be good for this contract that you were doing? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's essentially what, it's, what it comes down to, right? If you, if you phrase it another way, it's like, hey, do you want to like rewrite all this code while you're trying to create this contract game? You're like sounds no. fun. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. Would you like to triple or quadruple the amount of work this contract takes to fulfill? <laughs> Not <Right>. really. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. 
Yes. We don't we don't think enough about our future selves, I think. Which is why we're always talking about how much we hate our past selves. It's just kind of amazing to me how often and recently we make awful decisions. <laughs> you know, uh I've had I've had a lot of comments recently that people like the hill analogy. You know, like you're running up a hill and like what it was is you saw a hill and it was like that hill looks cool. And you you know, we were both involved in these decisions and I was like, It does look cool. You should go to that hill. <laughs> and you run over there and you're like, you get there and you're like, sweet, this is, re- ooh. And you're like sinking in the mud. Yeah. And then you like, you look up and you're like, there's, this hill's really big and muddy. <laughs> uh, I'm like, Matt, help. And then I'm like, I'm like, Jeff, it's not mud, it's poop. <laughs> it's a poopy hill you're on. Get off, get off of there. You know, it's uh, like, grass is always greener. Hindsight is twenty twenty. like... I don't know. Like it was a learning process, you know. Like if nothing else, you scratch that itch because you've been talking about, like we've both been talking about Pixie for a while, and how it's right. cool, and we really like that it's, uh, it's just a rendering engine, and like we'd love to leverage that. But the reality is that we've got a two or three year old game engine um, that works great. Oh, this is the other point I was going to make is um, Pixie. I think is most advantageous if uh, if you're using it on mobile, and that's really common. I think for a lot of developers out there who use a stack similar to ours, like if you're making an HTML5 game these days, chances are you're making it for mobile, right? Unless you're us. Unless you're us <laughs> and like Greenheart Games, they make desktop games and um, Elliot Quest is a built-on impact right. and it's desktop. Like obviously there's there's developers, but like the the all these HTML5 game developers coming out of nowhere, right? They're all making mobile games. And Pixie's a great choice for that because, you know, it can fall back to WebGL when it's available and it's really, really fast. And like, uh, it's also our, a good choice if you're not, you know, if you don't have an established stack. Oh, totally. Yeah. Build. I mean, it's very future facing. It makes a lot of sense. Um, like Rich, Rich did that with, uh, with uh, Phaser, Phaser and it makes total sense. Like if we were building from scratch and we didn't have all this infrastructure that we really liked built up, yeah, we'd totally use it. Um, but that was the other bit is like our game engine is is really good on desktop. It is. It's like fast enough and it's really easy to use and it's got lots of fancy effects and it, it chugs a little bit on uh, on mobile because um, it, it just does a lot. You know, we've noticed, like we, we talked about this before probably, um, as long as our game engine has existed, every time we make a mobile game, it's slower and slower because there's just so much <laughs> more happening under the hood. You know, like our game right. engine is just more complex and it does more things. And the way that our scene graph works is is really not optimal. Uh, Pixie scene graph is a lot more efficient. But what I realized though is that you know our scene graph is not unsalvageable, right? Right. It's doing some non-optimal things, but it's very localized. You know, it would. It, it's just you know a non-trivial refactor to be sure, but it's a refactor away from being more efficient than it was. I mean, I'm not going to say it's going to be faster than Pixie. It's probably not true, but um, right now it actually, for this project, it runs well enough on mobile that I'm Mm -hmm. satisfied with the current state of the game. And that's without me doing any of the optimizations that I know are available. Like, you know, uh, Jin has all these places where I know that we can be more efficient, right? We can stop using save and restore. Um, You know, we can batch our transform calls uh, instead of calling them all individually yeah. uh, like right now we're doing a lot of translating and a lot of rotating and stuff i and, really uh, feel oh go ahead finish that oh so yeah just a lot of that stuff just can be batched uh, to make it more efficient and um 
then we can also get the benefit of you know this engine that we've been working on for quite a long, long time. So, so that that brought up to mind uh, Iban from Lude. Um, so you have been writing JavaScript forever. You've been a web developer forever, and specifically for the last about three years, you've been concentrating on um, like optimization and rendering um, in HTML5. And so, whenever anyone can give you advice on how to optimize something in the rendering stack, I'm always really impressed by that because it happens <laughs> very seldomly. Because like you make it your business to stay up to date and experiment, and like that's what this whole phaser thing was all about, you know? Right. It was like the optimization was, I would say, the uh, the biggest the motivator for you to yeah. do that. Yeah. Like without that piece, you would have been like, nah, not worth it. That was the whole bit. Right. Um, and and it turned out that the optimization kind of wasn't worth it for this particular project yeah like sometimes it can it can make all the difference like it it's just runs too slow and that's death for the project and that's true for some of our games on various platforms but didn't happen to be the case with this one right um yeah so that made me think of uh we actually interviewed lude before if uh if you haven't heard that uh go check it out they have great accents i love it but <laughs> I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes um but i think it was out of that conversation that uh ebon um, who I think is the CTO or VP. Yeah, anyway, he's, he's CTO. Yeah, he's, uh, he's super awesome. He's one of these rock star developers, you know. And uh, yeah, he was telling you the two, uh, basically because when, when our rendering in Gen as it currently exists, when it's going through, um, it'll do all the like context for the canvas saving and restoring like per element, basically, right? Mm-hmm. And so he was saying you can batch all those together and uh, it's just like better across the board. I thought that was a really good point because, like I was saying, um, advice to you, like you, you know, you know so much about uh, optimizing, optimizing and rendering. I that guess someone, uh, it's it's always weird for me to hear that because I, you know, I'm kind of one of these people with imposter syndrome where I feel like, I mean, obviously, I know that I know Canvas pretty well, but it's See, hard for me to like call myself like an expert <laughs> yeah like i wouldn't say these things about myself and like i right? i would yeah. have a hard time if someone told me the same, same thing right but like think about it though like you've been doing this for so long and it's like it's been your job for years right who else is doing that and, and it's like we have this focus too you know like i focus on the front end i focus on making stuff pretty and putting more sprites on the screen and making stuff wiggle and blah 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 right and you focus on the model and you focus on making it fast you know? So you focus on decreasing performance. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it might be because of all my all my crazy shenanigans. That's one of the reasons you're so good at optimizing. <laughs> I keep pushing back, and you keep pushing back. Yeah, but I mean, like, if if you analyze it objectively, you know, like, uh, I don't know who else would have more experience than you doing this stuff. You know, they're probably out there. There's probably you know like a dozen people in the world. You know, oh, maybe I don't know. I mean, I'm sure that yeah, there's there's a bunch of people that like. I mean, Pixie is just. I mean, I need to dig into the source code and see how they do their camera rendering because it's just it's more efficient than ours. Yeah, just I'd be interested to see uh, if you actually did your the optimization stuff that you are aware of in Gen, mm-hmm. and then we we did that thing because um, one of the problems is that we just create uh, views with too many layers in them. Like right. we just it's kind of like when you you know web developers will be familiar with this. You put everything in a div, 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 and then people call it div soup. You go and look at the source right. code of something, and it's just like. Divity div 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 div. It's like five, ten layers deep, you know, and uh, and you do that so that you can like, well, I do that so that I can move this around, and I do that so there's a container, and I need a container for the container so that I can do this, you know. Right. And we do that same kind of crap. Um, but when you take everything at like um, 
like a base level. Like that's what we're doing with our current mobile game because we want it to run really fast. Uh, each of the views, like the game objects, they're just one, the one view, and there's no like layers underneath them. And to be fair, the layering isn't the whole problem, right? Like the layering would be less of a problem if the traversal of the scene graph and each you know scene graph node itself wasn't doing so many canvas operations right yeah right i, I mean like one of the core problems we have right now is that every single scene graph node is basically calling a save and restore and a translate at the very least right and uh that's just not as efficient as it could be yeah um Another thing we've noticed is that um, we have this weird kind of uh, like our our views are very separate from our model. So we noticed that like what our game loop has to do is it goes through and it like takes all the model elements and it moves them around and you know basically performs their logic. And then it goes to the view level and then it goes through all the views and they've got their own logic. And then they also look at the model to sync up and like right. show where the things are in the model. And so there's two loops happening. And there's a there's a whole other optimization step you've been talking about where like we go back in and just the model is looping through and updating the view. And then the view won't have to do all of its own crap, at least not at the model level. Right. Anyway, yeah. kind of complicated, but like, um, yeah, I, I bet that uh, Jen would be a lot better and it might actually be able to keep up with Pixie, at least if it's using canvas WebGL, it seems to me is just faster across the board. Yeah. I mean, that's, there's, there's really nothing you can do about that. And it would be nice, you know, I, I guess that's one of the other problems with Jin is that it's very tightly coupled to Canvas uh, at this point. Yeah, it um, is. I mean, it's just essentially written against the Canvas API, right? And the way that, that we constructed Jin is that, um, you know, each kind of renderable object can define how it's rendered against the Canvas, which is pretty flexible. It's very powerful. Um, Pixie kind of takes a different approach, right, where it's there's like a kind of a library that says, hey, I'm the canvas renderer, hey, I'm the WebGL renderer, and each of those knows how to render certain types of things itself. Right. And so the renderable objects just say, hey, I'm this type of a thing, and then the canvas renderer will say, like, great, I'm going to draw you using the canvas API, and the WebGL renderer says, great, I'm going to create some primitives and draw you using WebGL or whatever. Yeah. I think we were talking at some point about like uh, investigating what it would take to have a, the rendering fallback, you know, where it, it prefers WebGL if it's available. And turns out, yeah, that's <laughs> that's a lot of work. <laughs> Imagine yeah, that. I mean, it's, it is, yeah, it is a lot of work. Um, and, and the thing is, is that the other thing that kind of came out of this conversation that you and I are having is like, you know, where is the future of our game engine going, right? Right. Does it need to be on Pixie? Is that the best thing that we could be spending our time on? I mean, I think there's no doubt in my mind that if you say like, okay, if you have a fully featured gin backed by Pixie, that's a better game engine. Sure, right? yeah. But that's not the case. We don't have that. It's so, not free. It's not free, right? Like if we could snap our fingers, that would be fantastic. But right. there's a lot of crap that comes with that, like we were talking about. Not and knowing so, the API and... The question then becomes, is it worth it? And I think that an answer is, at least in my head, is kind of trending more towards no at the moment because, one, we're focused on desktop games. And we kind of have these, like, spurts of design where we're like, oh, we should make a really good mobile game. But, you know, that's a whole other topic that we've talked about ad nauseum, <laughs> at least between ourselves, if not on the podcast, about why we're focusing on desktop versus mobile. 
Yeah. But, you know, given all of those things and what we want to do and the games we want to make, you know, what actually makes more sense is to just spend some time fixing the small pieces of gin that don't work exactly the way they should. Yeah. Or just, you know, keep iterating on a stable and flexible code base. Um, because, you know, if you think about it, Wizards Lizard, like that game, the pe- the things that people complain about are not, hey, it's slow, right? That That complaint has never come up. I mean, maybe once someone said, oh, it runs badly on something. I mean, but that is not a common complaint, which to me says is that it's fine. Yeah, we've definitely seen like, oh, if you spawn too many zombies or if too many sprites on the screen, but like that's that's been an that's issue as long as games case. have existed and it's 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 still an issue really. Um and so our game having that issue is is fine. Like we don't see a recurring theme of like the recurring theme that we see is it's too short, people want more content. And we're like, we hear you loud and clear. Right. You know, yeah. it's it's very seldom is it have anything to do with speed or the platform or like how it was built or anything like that. Or yeah, we want volume sliders or we want you know more information about the items but yeah it's all basically comes down to design either design in the user interface or design in the game mechanics right and the content you know people and so i mean that kind of comes back to just something what you've talked about a lot as well is that the reason this podcast has kind of transitioned away from like hey here's the html5 news of the day is because that's not our problem anymore you know our problems are game design marketing distribution blah (laughs) right yeah promotion so it's hard to remember that like i don't know how i let myself get into this mindset where i was like the most important thing for us to work on right now is to convert gin over to pixie so that we can get blah 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 i think part of what we have is we're always looking to um make something for the future, you know, like, uh, that's one of the reasons that we have gin and that we like to, to work on it is like any, anything done in gin that that's a win is like a win across multiple projects, you know? And it's really important for small teams to be more effective than just one person, you know, can or should be, (laughs) you know, like whenever we can automate something, like whenever we can do something, like I did this one task and it made five projects better. That's, that's the kind of things that indies need to be doing. And I think that, like, you know, you saw that. You were like, if Jen was built on Pixie, that would be a win across the board because all of our future games would be better. And I think that's still true. But like you were saying, it ended up just being too expensive. And, like, that's one way of looking at it. It was kind of like, you know, research and development. You know, you spend some time investigating some stuff and it came out on the other end not worthwhile. And that's that's just the case sometimes. Um the, but, the biggest problem is that we like we try while we're investigating we're also trying to push projects forward and that gets them tied up into it you know right i think that's the big the big issue right is that if it was like hey i'm gonna you know we're comfortable with money and so i'm gonna spend two months <laughs> you know messing around with with pixie and gin and then trying to make this thing work yeah that would have been a different story than like hey we need to get this contract done like soon <laughs> yeah uh so it's, we're, it's we're kind, kind of, of uh, like, remember when we, used, when we used to have managers? I feel like uh, like we used to report to uh, this guy named Dave at Raptor. And uh, that sounds exactly like the kind of thing we'd be like, hey, Dave, uh, <laughs> got this idea. <laughs> yeah, I want to uh, change, you know, how we do something, something mission critical in our code. Just, you know, just to see if it's better, because I think it is probably. 
<laughs> It'd be like, no. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Like, what are you doing? Don't do that. Yeah. There Honestly, have been Dave times where that's paid off, actually. I remember specifically at Raptor, uh, I implemented this concept that Facebook pioneered called Big Pipe. Big Pipe. Um, and it actually, I, I think it made the site feel a lot snappier. I guess it, it depends on like what your output is, right? Like when you're talking about web pages, making them serve faster is like priority number one almost. Yeah. Like if you're a web dev and your job is to, you know, create this website for your employer, one of your biggest priorities is how fast does it render on the client side? That used to be all Chrome was about. Chrome, remember this? Like, I don't know, man. (laughs) Years ago, Chrome was the fast browser. It was the Mm -hmm. fastest browser. And that was it. That was all it wanted to be. And that's great. I I think that that, like, (laughs) you could almost have any product and be like, why is your product better? There's so many products and and you're like, ours is the fastest. That's almost always, because like, as a human being, you can't get away from time. Time is critical because it's all you have when it comes down to it, you know? Time always matters. Right. It's one of the only things you can't get more of. Yeah. <laughs> can I can I buy more time? It's like maybe. <laughs> Probably not, but maybe. Right. <laughs> you can try. <laughs> you could make enough money where your future time won't have to be spent acquiring more money, but that's about it. That's that's known as an investment. Right. That's right. <laughs> but <laughs> you can't purchase any extra time. Right. Like, really? man, I, I would like to have one hour added to each day, please. Right. Can we, can I have money? <laughs> money? We're getting all philosophical now. But anyways. <laughs> that was tangent number two, let's call it that. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, uh, there's been a lot of good things that came out of my Pixie uh, endeavors. One is that. You should call it your Pixie adventure. My pixie, yes, my my pixie adventure. You became a fairy, and you and you and you jumped into the pixie dust and explored the fantasy fairyland. <laughs> I can tell you don't care for that, <laughs> but our audience likes it. I can tell. Jeff's got little bug wings. And he's got a little like a is like called a tutu. So you like know, we need now wand. we need a horse Blair with fairy wings <laughs> and, a, and a wand. <laughs> This fairy comes up, you're like, oh, a fairy, it's got pixie dust, like, la, 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 it flies over, then it's like, hello, welcome to the fairyland. <laughs> you're like, wah, you're supposed you're to have a, a nice, you're supposed to have a high-pitched, pleasant voice. <laughs> Horse. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, that's tangent number three. You, you may continue. <laughs> you were looking I'm the pixie. chain-smoking emphysema fairy. <laughs> <laughs> the emphysema fairy comes at night. And she sleeps in your, uh, he, he sleeps in your lungs. <laughs> Ow. Right. Uh, anyway, so, uh, that's what yeah. everyone should picture while Jeff is talking about Pixie. Yes, Pixie that's adventure. exactly what you should picture. <laughs> so you got in there and there were, there were some, like it was worthwhile is what it sounds It was like, worthwhile right? because, you know, it's always good to be exposed to other people's API and code because inevitably they've done something different than you have. Yeah. And a lot of times there's something you can learn from that, whether or not you take it whole hog or piecemeal or whatever, but there's things I've learned about the way Pixie works that I would like to, you know, bring back to Jin. And um but there's also things I don't like about the way Pixie works. And I don't really have anything specific off the top of my head, but you know, I just recall as I was writing this code for this contract game, you know, I was like, I like this, I don't like this, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. 
Um, the other thing that came out of it was that I did a lot of cleanup of the gin code in general. So the stuff that wasn't rendering specific. I mean, there's a whole lot to gin that we kept in this Pixie version that was not related to rendering, but also needed to be cleaned up. Yeah. And so those are also things that I can merge back into you know, our kind of master version of gin. Right. Um, so really, you know, it wasn't like there was lost work. It was definitely work that didn't need to be done right now at this point in time. Right. But um, I definitely think that it wasn't a waste of time, at least. That is good. Wasting it was more like, you know, hey, you really shouldn't have been working on this. I mean, it's it's beneficial, yeah, but you had more important things to do. I mean, I, I get it. I, You know, like I was saying earlier... Um, uh, like just when talking about this, it sounds very much like, man, Jeff really screwed up here. But like, <laughs> I, I, I was, I wasn't doing the work, but I was involved in the decisions and stuff, you know. And like, I was like, yeah, that was good, you know, Pixie, yeah, sure, yeah. Let's spend way more time on this. Like, <laughs> it sounded good at the time, you know. It's always easier to see, you know, after the fact that, oh man, yeah, you need oh, to be, man. you need to be more of a jerk when I have stupid ideas. I think we both just need to be more like that in general. It's just more, anything coming from the other person needs to be like. My okay, like like our job, you know, like we actually have jobs. Like we need to treat them like jobs sometimes. Like my job is now to be devil's advocate, right? Right, and that that can be our job title. Even we have the little business cards like Matt Hackett, devil's advocate, right? <laughs> and people are like, "Oh, it's nice to meet you, Matt." And I'm like, "Is it? <laughs> are you sure? I might be a big jerk." Watch give this. me five I'm good like, reasons why it's good to meet me. I just give him a light slap in the face, and I'm like, "You glad you met me now? See, <laughs> devil's advocate." Right. But but like we do we do that to an extent sometimes. But um, I think we were talking about this is like something about the project we feel slightly detached about it when it's like a contract or uh, or maybe a license where it's like I think I'm <laughs> it's like, like you care less a little bit, right? <laughs> I'm not I'm not saying that when we get a license or a contract we're like Ugh, whatever I don't I don't care. I, I'm just saying that like it's it's like this one won't even have our name on it. So there's a little bit less of like this needs to be perfect. Like I I, I obsess less. I'm more right. like I look at an idea, I kick it around, and I pass it off. It's it's more of that, you know. I I look at it just on the surface. Whereas if it's something more like you know, if it's a decision in a wizard's lizard, I will give it the same treatment. But then I'll also go to sleep at night, and it'll be in my mind, you know. And I'll wake up, and it'll be the first thing I think about because it's like I've got. I've got skin in that game. I've got, you know, nine, ten months of my life investing in it. Like, I just, it's sort of like I care more. Not not really, but it's like I'm just more invested, I guess. Oh, it's absolutely it that you care more. <laughs> but it's not fair to the to say that to the contracts and the licenses, because, like, we, we do good jobs on them. But it's just like, you know, it's it's if it's not ours, there's there's less love. I guess maybe that's it. I guess, like, the way that, I mean, I would put it uh, in the nicest possible terms is, like, <laughs> you know, we give 100% on contracts, but we give like 200% on our own games. Yeah, I guess that's probably true. I've always hated that, you know, when someone's like, I'm going to give 110%. I, I always, I've always hated that. And, and it's like, I, I get the spirit. It means I'm going to try really hard, blah, blah, blah. Right? But I'm like, well, what the hell is wrong with 111%? And if you're going to do 111, why not 120? And if we do 120, why not 200? Like, why are you going to stop there? <laughs> it's like, it's a percentage is a useful thing. <laughs> This is such a pedantic thing to bitch about. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering where you were going with that. <laughs> Nowhere. Exactly. Just, this is this is the life of a programmer right here. I find words or phrases and I like I I'm just <laughs> obsessed over why I dislike them. 
Yeah. Anyway, um, but that you could kind of look at it that way because, like, when we're working on a contract or something, you know, it's like a it's like a full time job. It's like forty hours a week, right? Right. But when we're working on something like a Wizard's Lizard or something that's going to have Lost Decade's name on it and could, you know, greatly impact our future and our long term goals and all that, um, we do go above and beyond. You know, we don't work forty hours on that. <laughs> like when we were in the thick of Crypt Run, we were working like, I don't know, man, eighty hundred hour weeks. We were yeah, working a lot. <laughs> and so you could look at it from that perspective. Like, yeah, we were working like 200% of what we should have been. And so that's where like a percentage actually makes sense, right? When you, when you say a percentage, for it to have any meaning whatsoever, it has to be relative to something. Exactly, And so if yeah. you say 100% is 40 hours a week, then 100%, 150%, 200% start to actually have meaning. It does. It does. Yeah, I like it in that context. But when someone's like, I'm going to give it my all. I'm going to give it 100%. I'm like, that's great. In fact, I'm going to give it 100 Stop. <laughs> Because it doesn't make sense at that point. I'm going to start saying that. Mm, you shouldn't. I'm going to give this 113.5%. <laughs> I'm like, well, what's wrong with 113.6, Jeff? You couldn't, what? You don't care I that just, much? I, you couldn't I, give I, an extra I, point? I don't have it in me. I don't have that extra 0.1%. I, I did the math. I tried. I got to 13.6% and I passed out. I fainted. Right. My doctor told me, he was like, well, Jeff, you gave it. <laughs> I shouldn't limit it to 110%. <laughs> You're getting old now. You're 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 above thirty. You can't yes. be given one hundred and thirteen point six percent anymore. <laughs> Let's be realistic. Keep it at about seventy. Tell, start telling people I'm I'm I'll make it happen. I'm going to give it seventy <laughs> percent. They'll be like, oh uh, oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Any way we can increase that number? You're like, no. Nope. My no. doctor says here's a Se- note: seventy percent of Jeff can only give seventy percent <laughs> at any given time. That's all we usually get paid. Hey. Oh. Because. If we're lucky. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> well, that's, uh, that's about all I had to say about Pixie um, and stuff. It's just, I want to be better about evaluating decisions in the future. I think uh, you actually tweeted something I said. Something like, it's the effect of. I was a moron about two weeks ago. As recently as a week ago, I was a moron or something. Yeah. God, it's just, how do you become a better decision maker like in the moment you know like part of the problem was is that i was so excited about messing around with this new technology i was completely blinded by the fact that it was like double or triple the amount of work that's really tough man i feel like <clears throat> i'm always here i am with my analogies always but like imagine you're trying it's like to a work swamp <laughs> surrounded by trees <laughs> Okay, don't pick, picture, bear with me here. You're sitting at your desk and you're trying to work. You're like, I just need to type this game out and finish it, right? And your arm is itchy over here on your shoulder. And you're like, oof, that's kind of bothering me, you know? What do you do about it? If, like, if the only way for you to scratch that itch is to spend a week doing something. You know what I mean? Like, Spend a week <clears throat> scratching your shoulder. Sometimes, man. It's, it's what it feels like. Because like you were not motivated by just the game project as it was you know you felt that it needed more you were like i want this to run really fast on mobile i want to really impress these clients i want to push our game engine forward i want to like make a really good game like i don't know it all, it just all seemed to make sense at the time it does but i mean i think that's symptomatic of a problem that you and i both have is that we just try to do too much at once right yeah i'm like oh i want to do this you know i want to i want to impress the clients and i want to move gin forward and i want to you know, learn something new. And it's like, why do I couple all these things together into one small time period and just overwhelm myself with stuff to do? I I did this really recently too with, with a couple other projects I was working on. What Um, other projects? Are you moonlighting, Jeff? 
What? Are you yeah, moonlighting? No, I'm moonlighting on LDG infrastructure. <laughs> what were you so doing? So we have on? like we have this code that pushes static websites to S3. Oh, pool. Pool, yeah. It's called and pool so with a D. It's it's broken on Node 10. It only works on Node 0.8. Oh, that's... and so I was like, I was like, oh, you know what? Instead of just fixing whatever the hell was wrong with it, I decided, in my infinite wisdom, that I was going <laughs> to write a whole new version of it. <laughs> They use like these new libraries, right? Like I wanted to use the async library and I wanted to use the new official AWS uh, SDK instead of this other library called Knox. Yep. And so then like I started working on it and I got pretty far and it basically is, is almost done at that at this point. But I got to the end and I got kind of fatigued with the project and I didn't get it over the finish line quite yet. But then I was sitting back and I was like, why <laughs> didn't I just spend like two hours fixing the damn bug in the old code base yep why why do i do this to myself because that's not sexy fixing bugs is not awesome <laughs> no it's not it's like man i rewrote it I, I integrated these new libraries it's using the official sdk now it's all native api that's so slick but that's like one of our biggest problems you know i mean i think that yeah not only in in these instances it's been an issue but in our games it has been an issue as well like we keep talking about how, you know, we want to keep extending a wizard's lizard and we should, right? And then <laughs> we will, obviously, but it's been a really hard thing to convince ourselves to do because, you know, I think our natural inclinations are like, oh, let's move on to the next shiny thing. Oh, big time, yeah. That's That's been a, like, just, just mentally, which... The, the the mental energy that I spend on a project sometimes is very valuable. Uh, like like you just think about like where is this going to go in three months and like what would benefit the most if I worked on it tomorrow. Just you you think about a thing a lot, you know. And like uh, I guess the last period of last year, like the last couple of months, I was kind of mentally like, okay, I'm just gonna we're gonna bulldoze through Wizard Lizard and then launch it, and then our next game will be head and shoulders above it. So mentally, I'm kind of thinking about the next game and things we can do from scratch and what I do better next time and all that. And then we launched a Wizards Lizard, and the first within the first month, we had uh, some really good live streams, some some fairly promising sales, and then we got greenlit. And it was like at, at that point, it only felt like we had hit the tip of the iceberg because everybody was saying they wanted more. Like, a lot of people are like, I really like this game. It's really cool. I want more. And other people are like, uh, this isn't that great because there isn't that much. I want more. That, But that was the continuous theme, you know? It's like, they want more game. Like, it's just barely reached any audience. And even those people are hungry for more. So, we're like, we really just need to double down on this. Because right. it's, like it's like a closer path to money, you know? Like, we could spend three months on a Wizard's Lizard and make a lot of progress. Like, really easily just jump in there and hit the ground running. Right. Or we could spend six months just creating you know the way we were going to do it I'm sure. basically yeah a prototype and like <laughs> it's on top of gen 3 which is like unstable now cuz we've done all this crap in it and like i think it's anything that, that kind of yeah. steered me back towards you know like improving gen is that you know once we're done with this contract like the next thing we're going to do is work on the wizard's lizard like full time and yeah that code base will not be gen 3 which is bad because then we're like we're split on the things that we're working on Right, exactly. So, and really, we should just have this laser focus on, like, making, one, a wizard's lizard as best it can be, and two, second priority, is fixing and optimizing anything in Jin that gets in the way. Yeah. It's good to have those priorities. 
Um, the other thing was, <clears throat> wow, I'm horse mat. I, uh, horse hack it. I, horse hack it. Oh, that's better. I, uh, I, we're, we're not done learning from a wizard's lizard. We're continuously learning like about player expectation and like people are continuously surprising us with feedback about like, Oh, I thought, I thought this, or I thought that, you know, like they'll see the trailer and they thought it was this kind of a game or like they played the game and like the game didn't communicate to them very well what their goals are just all that kind of a stuff. And like, we need to continue to iterate on it and continue to learn because the more we learn that really will impact the next game. Right. Whereas if we started working on the next game right now, there's so much that we still don't even know because we haven't explored it in a wizard's lizard. Yeah, and a wizard's lizard is like a ripe, fertile ground for it is. exploration because it's it's done, you know, yep. for certain values of done. So we can deliver, like we could work on something this week and deliver it right into the hands of players next week. Right. And like if we were working on a prototype, that would be months away months yeah and we just yeah, we just we don't have that runway we can't we literally can't afford it we have to work on i think that Lizard. the way i've been trying to think about it is the second we start on a new game we've basically spent you know 60 to a hundred thousand dollars wow on uh, what? of a game of the size of wizard lizard you know ah i see or, or bigger i mean we're always trying to get to bigger and better but if you think about it you know if we value our time at conservatively ten thousand dollars a month that's conservative. That's very conservative. Six months is $60,000, which is not enough time to make a game of, no. of any kind of good quality. I mean, if that's you're, not an absolute. But If you you're know. a lot better than us, then go for it. But sure. for us. Right. <laughs> well, a Wizard's Lizard took us nine months, and people seem to think that was pretty quick. Um, you know, some of the games are in the works for years, right? And so if you think about a ten or six to ten-month game, that costs us at least sixty to a hundred thousand dollars in what we would like to get paid. Wow, that's an interesting way of looking at it. Like a wizard's lizard, we should do that math sometime. It probably needs to make a hundred k to <clears throat> really pay, like actually pay for itself. Instead of like, yes, technically, <laughs> some of the money that you invested yourself is back in your bank account. Like, yeah, hundred right. k is probably around. Like, I don't know, but if we continue working on it, it, could be even more. It's always kind of fuzzy when you talk about that kind of stuff because you know it really didn't cost us how much money to make the game right uh if you think about it it only really cost us however much money it cost us to pay rent and eat feed ourselves over the course of the development yeah and and that's the thing like we we've taken steps to reduce our life costs and if we really need to we can like downsize you know like uh i'm not eating ramen every night i'm eating fairly well stuff like that you know yeah um i could stop bathing if i needed to if that, if that was a requirement to keep the lights on <laughs> my god i'm glad we don't work locally anymore that's your la's problem now Well, we had some uh, audio difficulties. Sorry about that. My computer crashed, so we might have had an abrupt uh, end to a conversation, but uh, we will continue it next week. You weren't that interesting anyway. Thanks, Jeff. You're welcome. It's nice to hear you always got my back. <laughs> uh, as always, thanks for listening. Catch you next week. Ship it. Ship it.
smellonet. 